Hello, everyone. And welcome to DM Talks. A podcast that aims to promote well-being and assist healing, whether that be physically, mentally, and spiritually. Ultimately, we just want to be seen in our entirety. And this podcast hopes to show listeners how multifaceted they are. We're all the center of our own universe. So why don't we do, do more, more to, to better, better our, our own existence? existence? Hello. We're recording outside because for the first time this month, it's not pouring with like five inches of rain a minute yeah it's not like torrential <laughs> rain which is like ridiculous but, you know we love your 161 it's beautiful yeah um, i mean oh go on it's been pretty rainy across the whole country from what i can gather That's so true. when i went home briefly i actually like woke up to it pissing it down and like not even like a little bit like it was like it's they met so manchester yeah. and manchester was like oh yeah have you heard about rain and it started raining profusely and i was just like oh right great but who cares? We love you, Manchester. We love your rain. I was actually yeah. walking home in the rain because I was like, I accepted it now. Yeah, I think... I have no umbrella. I think, I mean, cycling in the rain kind of sucks. Oh, I hate it. But walking in the rain is... You know, it can be all right. Like, if you're like, well, I just know I'm going to have to shower the moment I get home anyway. So yeah. once you accept it into your heart, <laughs> you have to do loads of washing and showering and it's fine. No, you're completely true. We should probably tell the team whilst we're, while we're outside, aren't we? We should probably tell them why. Well, it's so it's the last episode of the season from and also it's our last episode from manchester i know how sad and <laughs> it's not it's not just sarah leaving manchester it's also me which i didn't think would happen i didn't think that i'd actually leave i know but i am which it's not because i want to but it's more just well you know sometimes sometimes life takes you some way i know but it's just mad because like well how long have you been in manchester because i've been here five years i've been here for three but i think like a lot of people when they go to uni go home for like the whole summer oh yeah but i always have had a place up here oh for nice my, for like my whole time so nice i genuinely when i say i've spent three years here i've spent three years yeah like, i was here for the whole pandemic for better or for oh worse. my god oh yeah shit you were yeah so i think um but you know it's funny because i'd say when the pandemic started look i mean it's been shit yeah like i just know two ways about it it's yeah been shit. i wish it had never happened but okay like but all of that aside i think that i've learned so much more about manchester oh completely because basically everyone headed home yeah so i was like up here kind of on my own although i think you were here still mm -hmm. as well so um but yeah it's like especially at the start of the pandemic where it's like you didn't even have bubbles or anything yeah. so literally everyone was like staying away everyone was just other. isolating um but um yeah because i got i got a bike um which is <laughs> and um i just kind of i had nothing there was no other reason to go outside other than for tesco's than to just literally like, hop on the bike and go somewhere yeah so i saw i'd never been to heaton park in like a year and a half of living in manchester yeah. i went to heaton park there's a place called the curzel wetlands which was literally a five minute walk away from my flat that i hadn't been to amazing for like the years that I've been living in Salford, which I'm literally kicking myself over to this day. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many places like in the city centre around. Tell um, them. And actually, since I moved into the city centre, like in the last year, 
like during the whole of lockdown me and my flatmate would just go out for walks like in the city centre we'd have it just almost empty to ourselves yeah. but it was so nice when the town was empty like seeing yeah. Manchester empty like we'll never see that again nah well we apart another from lockdown, not, well, another lockdown if we have which... another lockdown maybe but if we we'll never see uh, like intentional empty as quiet Manchester. as the first lockdown that was well. insane it was insane but it's like now it's a real adjustment because especially now the weather's got nicer it's like where are all these people coming from? Where were you for the last year? Yeah, but that's the thing. So many people who like, I will be at work and so many people were like, oh yeah, it's my first time in the towns in two years. You really? Know? Yeah, you know, and stuff, crazy shit like that. And it just shows you that like, so many people, regardless if they're local or not, see town or see the city centre as like a place for entertainment, yeah. whether that's like involving, I don't know, drinks or not. Like there's so much to do in the centre and like, well people are moving for it <laughs> like i i love the center because like, i've sort of taken an approach to manchester for the last like um year or so of i'm gonna treat manchester as if i was on like holiday here like, what do i want to go and see i love that where do i so like that's why i was always like out exploring the city center like getting, like either getting out on my bike or getting out on foot and going and having a like Mm-hmm. going up on maps and going oh I haven't been here before I wonder mm-hmm. what's there and yeah you just discover so much that way so um, I'm hoping I can do that for where I'm moving to next yes no um, you so can because it's all it literally starts with you yeah and I hope I hope as well where where you're moving next you'll be able to do the same for oh it and for sure like maybe find a way to love it at least half as much as you love Manchester. yeah like I feel like what one thing that like I appreciate from living in Manchester is um, the fact that I well the fact of green spaces you know yeah. like with Manchester it's a very like red brick city <laughs> the concrete jungle and like I'm happy to be able to be around greenery again and just be able to be a bit more like in my nature setting so that's what i'm looking yeah. forward to um but alternatively like i've i've like found myself here and i feel like mm. moving on next like it's, it's only just the start it's you know? it's hard to i think it's hard to move on i guess we can sort of talk about our experiences with uni and stuff and maybe what we've learned with Definitely. that but i think it's so it feels at least to me, uh, it's almost hard to move on from the place where you sort of got your first taste of independence. Oh, completely. And your first, 100%. Your first, like, um, and I've learned so much in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as much, as much as it's also damaged parts of me, I think it's also allowed parts of me to grow. Yeah, definitely. It's a rebirth. Yeah, I think that it's, yeah, it's like trying to go... Um, what have I learned? But actually, um, do you want to talk about uni stuff and how, like, do you want to do that subject? So do you have any? I feel like if I... Let's talk about uni stuff and decoding the messes. Yeah. But... we Just lean back a bit. <laughs> so we're in our next segment, which is The Divine, and that's where we're going to nominate a good thing. I've basically got three nominations this week, so I'm just going to start. Um, my first nomination goes to Indiana. They are a babe who's a tattoo artist who's also a podcaster. Um, they run a podcast with three other people um, called Nourish. And it's just more representation for queer 
um, sober, young adults in Manchester. And I absolutely love it. They're a tattoo, tattoo artist and they gave me my first tats today. Oh, that's where you got all your... Uh... All my, all, all my cling film. All my cling film foam. So if you are on the YouTube family, you'll see me like with all this cling film around me. Um, I went in and got a phoenix tattooed on me. Um, nice. Yeah, can you actually? Can you see it? Yeah, I can. I think that oh, obviously you know the cling what? film's reflective, but let me show you an actual picture of it. Um... Pour it here. This can be a glitch sound. <laughs> oh, this is going to be the last glitch sound. Oh. Okay, look. Nice. So I got that there. And I fucking love it. I was terrified, though. I was shitting myself. Like, yeah. I nearly passed out because of my nose. I nearly oh. passed out on a nose piercing. I had to lie down for my second one because I, I could you not just don't, the You just don't look. And, yeah, no, I can't look. And um, so I was terrified of shitting it for my tattoo. Mm. And Indiana made it, honestly, the most easiest, enjoyable, like softest experience. Like I, w I had served me tea when I got there. We had a lovely conversation, like took their time with me. Bloody did it so fast. I got it done like, like not long at all. Not mm. long at all. The only reason why it would have ever taken longer was because I was anticipating it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they literally were so kind. So thank you so much, Indiana. Um, and it was we, so good you got a second one. Yeah, we got so good it got a second one. I actually have a symbol that I love um, that's on my walls, um, in my room all the time. And I, um, yeah, the symbol's kind of cute. It's basically like an arrow mm. with half a semicircle in the middle of it. And it have do you use Headspace? I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, I've probably mentioned it quite a few times on this podcast. There's this animation called a, a Hole in the Road, and it talks about your thoughts. Like, you're walking, you're walking in life, and then a thought distracts you, and then you go to the bottom of the hole. Yeah. And you're angry at the other hole, and then you do it the next day, and then you do it the next day, and then you do it the next day. But what if you're walking, and you can just take note that the hole is there? Then you can choose to go around it and keep on going. So, like, that... I think I saw the animation for the first time in second year and it already stuck with me. So I just thought yeah. I'd get like a little symbol of what that animation meant to me. Um, yeah, got to make sure your microphone is up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm really, really happy about that. Do you think that cut off a little bit? That'd be fine. Okay, sick. Um, so yeah, I've got some tattoos today and I was nervous, but Indiana made me feel sick. So thank you, thank yeah. you. Um, for my second nomination, I'd like to nominate Anne. And Anne is my neighbour. Yeah. Anne is a neighbour that I'm going to be leaving behind in 0161. <laughs> Anne is green fingers. She's the queen of pentacles. She's a baby girl. She actually came round yesterday and we did our garden a couple months back. We put a bathtub in it with plants. And that she was took, pretty good. It, oh, well, it was amazing. It was and um, we had to repot it yesterday. Actually, you know what? It's down the road. I'll take a picture and we can put it on the group chat yeah. like before. But um, yeah, Anne came round and she's just the godsend. She's just one of those people that really promote community and promote um looking after one another promote like just support and i just really respect it so i'm really happy that i met her and i'm happy that i was able to be a part of her like environment and space because i think after being a student being in an environment like that just made it so much more like easier to set in and it's not even like I was with her every day but in the moments that I was with her it was just warm and inviting and comfortable so that are my nomination for Anne so thank you Anne 
your babe. Yeah, I've got to say, I'm just really impressed by the level of like community on this street. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think these there's there's something about. She does all, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. She does. So we have a street, we have an alleyway, and she does the alleyways for all of us. Yeah. The gardening for all the alleyways. So nice. like all the ones in Rush Home, in Moss Side, like just mm. in this like district, and it's just sick because. It's just com- community and like things moving forward, which there's I really respect. To be said so thanks, for, Anne. There's something to be said for these terraced houses. Like, <laughs> so, like I feel like they do nourish quite a lot of community. Oh, completely. Like, just to sort of that you share like an alley that's not like a road. You mm-hmm. can literally just all hang yeah. out there I've and chill there. To go. Me and Alice were invited to go to the alley later on yeah. the other side. Have you seen that alley? I haven't. Is it not? I'll show you that. That alley is pinked up. It has cat lights everywhere. No way. They we'll put show lights you, down we'll it. We'll show you that oh. alley when, when you go. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I got cough. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a cough today. I had to do a test this morning oh, to God, make sure it wasn't. Oh, God, scary. <laughs> oh, it was just one of those you could pick up from there. Oh, yeah. Soon, yeah. I've Pretty got... Good. I know what you mean. Um, what's your nomination for The Divine? So, I wanted to nominate the two new taylor swift albums oh hello because uh, <laughs> taylor swift they're like kind of a bit of a break from like what she usually did and like the first time i saw them out i was like i don't know whether i'll be into this because they're sort of more of a country style yeah. but like i started listening to them they're actually just really good like they're sort of very um it's like there's a song called the last great american dynasty oh god it's about a woman who married like um the a guy who was sort of the so this woman came up um she was like divorced um and she married the like uh, uh heir of um standard oil mm-hmm. so this is like about 50 or 100 years ago yeah and basically um it's talking about how the town sort of demonized her okay and sort of um like yeah everyone just kind of seems to just think she was a gold digger Mm -hmm. or just hated her like um like he i think he died of a um he died of like a heart attack um relatively soonish into their marriage Mm -hmm. and like basically yeah just everyone it talks about how yeah the communities sort of um how they perceived her and then um the house that she and they uh her and um the husband inhabited was then later brought by taylor swift oh my god this is so like (laughs) so she she kind of talks about how um or she sings about how um like she repeats some of the stuff like how this is the maddest woman this town has ever seen yeah. she had a marvelous time ruining everything but it's, but it's like great because you just bring that parallel of like how people perceive women oh completely like think and about sort of, how like well just the world that we're in now yeah where like women are finally i mean women were women have been saying the truth since the dawn of time but like women are being a bit more like aggressive with their approach now yeah. or like they don't care about how aggressive they are so you see like a different um it's like feminism regardless of what your feminism is it's like your feminism has heightened over the past like five years yeah. you know or your views on feminism yeah i think it's they're just they're generally the albums are great because i think that it's basically um something that obviously they've been you know really yeah. successful um 
but it's sort of like she's shown that she's not really afraid to break from necessarily the music that's expected of her oh for sure for but sure. also like the sort of whole vibe of the albums and everything has been mm-hmm. just sort of breaking from general expectations and it's led to this sort of um there's this trend that's been called cottage core okay where it's basically like this sort of almost rejection of i don't know sort of like hustle culture sort of to some extent oh my god modernity and all of that stuff but it's like what does modernity mean just sort of like i guess modern thing it's not necessarily like in a sort of oh let's go back to the 50s kind of way it's more of a like creative do it yourself like the fact that it's very creative movement and it's also very inclusive like it's going you know i think the sort of movement's realizing that we are hearkening back to an era that wasn't very accepting but let's take this aesthetic and integrate it with like queer culture or integrate yeah. it with like women or no, empowerment or creativity. No, I get it. And sort of taking this sort of like old stuffy British cottage vibe but actually creating it into something yeah. more creative and No, I like looking. that. I respect it because it shows you how like um like before people followed trends but now the trend is making it yourself and yeah. like making it yourself could be making a sick um innovative tiktok or like it could be like uh making tights into a top or yeah. making like 10 10 food with like four items do you know what i mean like people are so much more inspired by what you you could do with what you have instead of following the trend that it is so like i like that yeah that's a great nomination um I said I had three nominations earlier, but I don't actually... I can't remember the third one. So for the last, like, (laughs) the last Divine for Volume 1, do you want to talk about some of your favourite bits? Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think sort of like... Well, obviously, I think probably the best moment was episode two where Kanem talks about toxic positivity. Oh, yeah, I love that. That was a good rant. That That was was a good rant. I think that rant actually <laughs> helped like me like solidify what i wanted for dm talks because yeah. even though i'm a spiritual person i will never spiritual bypass like a relationship a situation uh, whatever and toxic positivity is so entrenched within spirituality it's pisses me off (laughs) it's so like oh no everything's fine the law of vibration will help you get there fuck off like the law of vibration didn't mean that i'm supposed to go for the events that i do to make me a better person and it's even more sticky when people bring race into it because it's like raw you're telling me that i'm using racism for personal development and you're not go fuck yourself yeah (laughs) so like toxic positivity by kanem yeah that was 10 10 thank you (laughs) kanem toxic positivity that's great trying to think of any other moments i think um who i was going to choose i've got I mean, one Janice. oh no i okay. know obviously janicia was iconic yeah janicia's a babe we love you janicia yeah she's just great her instagram is great um did you see her tiktok I one of her TikToks got a million views. Really? Yeah, I'll show you it to you That's afterwards. Pretty great. It was so funny because we were at work and she and they just left. Yeah, no, Shalicia just left work, and I went on their story and their TikTok had been put on a meme page on Instagram, and I was like, yeah. "Bitch, you famous." <laughs> yeah, but I think um, if there was a funny episode, Dina. Oh, that Dina. whole thing is literally just cracks you up. Dina. That episode is just. She's just hilarious. She's so funny. The thing is, she isn't like, she's funny, but she doesn't know that she's funny. Like, yeah. she, well, she knows that she's funny, but she also is so direct and so honest 
that is only authenticity with yeah. Tina and like oh no I I think she was a great person to have <laughs> on she was actually hilarious that energy is the same like all off yeah on yeah, or off camera she's exactly the same so it's just what you see what you get and I really really am grateful that um well I got to interview her I got to interview all these wonderful peoples um one of my favorite moments was when you, you know it was microaggressions episode with Tasha Bailey mm. and um I heard a sound and you got the inspiration to do a really funny edit out of oh, it. Yeah. So uh, let's say I heard a sound, then the music goes dark, everything got scary and I was like, was <laughs> it a like sound? Was it a ghost? Was it Sarah? Find out next week on DM Talks. And I like hid under the sofa. And that was, was pretty funny. People. I thought it was fucking hilarious. So many people have messaged me and been like, oh, I love that moment. So um, I really enjoyed that. And what else did I enjoy? Um, trying to think. We've done so much. I think, like... It's a lot, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to think of it, like, on the spot. But I do think that, like, number one, the journey. Number one... No, number two, that moment. Is there anything else that really, really stands out Yeah, let's out go for, for one, one more nomination. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think what stands out for me. I don't know, you know. It's... There's so much... There's a lot. I think, yeah, I think that, um, the one episode that was actually really quite popular was the one, um, with Jack. I was about to just say that. Meditate to elevate. Meditate to elevate. Um, that was, yeah, that was like one of those that like just kind of, yeah, it just did really, really well. I think a lot of people liked it. And mm -hmm. it was like a, that was a really nice episode. And it's for episode 10 as well, which feels like an age away, but mm -hmm. is actually more recent. Um, so, yeah. So I think some a top tier moment with me, I think, is just, well, I've had many moments with her, but this babe, Rebecca, Rebecca. Yeah, I was going to say Rebecca. Like, she, I did... Um, what episode? I'm actually looking at moment. the call Cassie of it all. That was hilarious. It was hard and it was direct, but, like, Rebecca is so funny and so... Um, like, me and her bounce well off each other. Yeah. And, like... I really felt it on that episode because like even the little rap that we did at the end, you know, like there was just so many moments where it pushed me to think more. It pushed me to like add some detail and I learned so much from her. Um, yeah. So Rebecca and um, the the cool Cassidy of it all, because yeah. like that was such a releasing episode for me. And it was actually prior. Was it before George Floyd or was it not? It was after. OK, it was after. Well, but the thing is, it was like it was always going to come. Yeah, That's what, that was the weird thing. It was like it was always going to happen. It was literally in my notes in March, mm. but I just didn't have the right name for it. <laughs> you know yeah, I, mean? I think like it's crazy to think. Um, I won't dwell on it too much, but mm -hmm. I feel like you know how Jesus was sort of like, you know, we have before Christ and after Don and I. Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like George Floyd kind of blew up into that because I think no, but it's like, not I that, that it's not that it. stuff like that hadn't been happening before, but it's because this time it was like it was almost like the quiet part out loud. Oh, yeah. There was nothing, there was nothing you could say to say that that wasn't something 
that had just happened. Mm-hmm. Like you literally couldn't deny that. Like the video was there. There was literally there was no weapon. He, you know, he was handcuffed. He was powerless. Like mm-hmm. there was nothing you could say. So I think that for that it was kind of a turning point where a lot of people actually went, you know what? Like I think a lot of people who've been on the edge of like yeah i understand or doubt or like yeah, or people like, who were like what were you talking about they just saw it for what it is now yeah and like no you're right because even the way that i talk about things like i go post george floyd and pre-george floyd because like the difference and i even brought this up in um uh the, epi- the last episode with rebecca with fix up look sharp because it's that whole thing of like here are the information here are the dots i'm gonna need you to connect them because like i've been connecting them for i've been connecting them for a hot minute you know yeah. and yeah, I think that prompted more people to speak up, speak out, and we're moving forward. And yeah, if that I means think, Babylon is burning, then Babylon is burning. Yeah, I think I'd say for myself as well, I was like, oh shit, this is really bad. Like, I, I knew stuff was going on before and I didn't deny that stuff was going yeah, on Yeah, but before. you just weren't aware. But it just kind of changed, it like... I guess it changed my like the feeling like it just added like it just doubled my <laughs> the intensity of which I recognized these things mm-hmm. and I think it sort of massively I know like I think it just gave everyone so much yeah so that was obviously a massive event of the roller coaster ride that has been for sure 2020 or 2021 as well <laughs> no for sure i think actually this is a great moment to take it into coding the messes yeah. decoding the messes is uh, the segment where we unpack things that we consider mess whether that be online or offline sort of following on to like the events i don't know there's all been so there's like george floyd was one of many social justice events that happened in the span of the past yeah. year you know and it's like how we move with that i created this podcast to make information accessible i created this podcast to make um information relatable like i don't want any dark-skinned women um being confused by what's happening to them i want them to hear that it's happening on a podcast and be like oh okay people are mad <laughs> you know and I guess the first thing that I want to talk about in um, decoding the messes is this idea of like nurturing your authentic voice. And I think that's something that me and you have come into over the, over the yeah. podcast. Like we've, well, we've been forced to, innit? Like we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I mean, it would be pretty shit if we don't. <laughs> and um, that's come with trials tribulations learning about your boundaries but also like being patient being patient with yourself because like i'm not even the way that i speak in the first episode compared to this episode this episode is so much more chilled it's like hey how you doing like welcome back how are you excited to listen you're gonna listen to this tea but the first episode i'm like hi guys i don't think i don't i think that that's probably also the dead uh, studio was very well it i guess it just put a lot of seriousness into it yeah but yeah i think that i mean it is scary to start like getting used to the sound of your own voice is a process that takes a while for sure because you start off thinking you like either sound like like i a guess tip. if you're a guy you sound <laughs> you, you think 
your idea of your sound is like, yes, so, and then you actually listen to your voice. It's like a fucking chipmunk. And then you're like, you have to sort of square that circle. But then mm. eventually you adjust to, uh, I was talking to Joe about this. You adjust to thinking that you just to understanding what your voice actually sounds like and yeah. eventually your voice starts sounding like what it actually is. It, no, but it's true. Like, literally, if you know me, I talk and this is like, I think yeah. my voice now is how I talk in real life. Yeah. However, I remember like in school, let's say, when I have to talk in front of people, I hated it. I hated it. So like, I would be like, hi guys. Um, dun, dun. Like it would be very like, soft and like that's not me yeah you try and make it as i think palatable it's like, as it is but fuck it like i think I it's probably one of the the forms of dysphoria that everyone seems to get impacted by mm-hmm. it's like getting used to what your voice actually sounds like is like quite difficult for sure um how, how do you think you did how did you get used to your own voice because I think it's not. We'll I think you just to. have to. I think you just have to go. Like you just have to go. This is horrendous. Like, well, I think part of it is my voice has changed to a point where it's not like quite as bad as it used to be. But also, you just have to get used to it. Yeah, like it's just hard to do. I mean, with the editing that we that you definitely do and the editing that I do, like we just had to. <laughs> like yeah, you're gonna have, have to get to. over your voice because. It's the voice that's needed for the show. Yeah. And like, do you know who the Slumflower is? No. So they're an influencer. What are they? In? I don't know if they're an influencer. Or not. They're just a baby girl. They're on um, social media. Um, I think, no, their name's Shadira Egaru. And um, they've got this, uh, sh- have you heard of Skillshare? Yeah, I've heard yeah, of Skillshare. So they yeah, yeah. made a class called, with Skillshare called Nurturing Your Authentic Voice. And I decided mm. to take on it. And it was really good because it talked about like your... Um, Oh, I can't remember what was the word that was used, but it was like your your voice and then your authentic voice. So yeah. your voice might have been influenced by society. It might be influenced by your parents. It might be influenced by um, external um, in- involvement. It might be influenced by institutions. It might be influenced by anything and everything. But your authentic voice is the one that comes naturally to you. And like, unfortunately, as we grow up in the world, there's so many limitations and restrictions that it sort of takes us away from our authentic voice. Yeah. So this workshop, I would encourage it like to anyone because it's really um, warming and uh, what's the word? It makes you realize that looking after yourself is going to be a lifelong journey, but it's your mm. relationship towards it. There's like, it's a hour workshop, but it's divided into like 10 minutes and yeah. you do like a different thing for each like workshop. And there's a bit about talk, having those difficult conversations or talking about boundaries or um, looking after your four-year-old self, like all of these things. And it made me realize that everybody has insecurities, but it's what you do with them that determines how your authentic voice is going to be presented. And yeah. I really like how... Um, well, I think that's helped me become a yeah. better um, reader, a better listener, a better talker, a better presenter, because I'm able to put myself in other people's shoes, but then also know nothing's that deep. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like nobody thinks about you as much as you think they do. And when you get that into your head and just look after your voice, your authentic one, you thrive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, still. Yeah, you can't. You can't not have heard of Skillshare at this point. Oh my god! Oh my god! Just imagine if we get um, if we do something yeah, with Skillshare. Skillshare yeah. ah! 
we're manifesting it. We probably will. Because <laughs> they're all on, they're like, they go to everybody's podcast. Like, yeah. oh my God. Um, so I know that you wanted to talk about your experiences in uni and recommendations. So, no, well, recommendations for those who are going yeah, to uni. Yeah, for UNF. those who come to uni, I think that I kind of thought it would be a good topic to talk about sort of looking back at our time in manchester mm -hmm. looking back on these last few years for you technically a mm -hmm. couple of years for me but bordering on a few <laughs> um i think that it's sort of talking about i guess i sort of want to prepare people a little bit if they are listening to this before going to uni for like there's a lot of expectation versus yeah. reality for you need more than almost anything else 100%, that you'll do. 100%. 100%. Don't think that university is going to be all like shits Fix and giggles and yeah. like friendship groups and fucking going yeah. out because it's bullshit. Like you're on your own most of the time. Sorry, I just completely interrupted you. I think that <laughs> I don't like sometimes people have a great experience at uni and I think that's fantastic. That's true. But I think in that reality, in a lot of the times I don't regret going to uni. I don't, don't either. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm glad that I went. I've learned a lot. But I think that it's sold to people that after all your troubles at school, like, yeah. uni will, you know, solve all your problems. You'll, like, come out of your shell. You'll be so much more confident. And it will all just come naturally to you. Exactly. It's almost like there won't be any... And as well, like, people go, oh, well, I barely did any work at uni. Yeah. And then you go to your course. And for my course, it was like my first year actually was kind of hit the ground running. There was a lot mm -hmm. of content to cover. Yeah. And but it was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I actually have to do work as well. Yeah. No, but it's mad because it's, it's... I literally made this um, direct message the other day. Things don't get better, you do. And that yeah. is such a testament to university, like that you, like you said, you expect that things will come to you naturally. Everyone thinks that things will come to them naturally. And that's not the fucking case. Yeah. You put yourself in those places. It might work. It might not. You're either on the right path or you're on the long path. And it's those lessons in between. Yeah, I think because with uni, it's sort of almost sold to you that you'll instantly find your people. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you just don't I or sometimes find... like um you know I, <laughs> Sorry, was, I just said that was, it just sounded so shady yeah. i was living um you know with some of my flatmates like it, it was actually sometimes after i moved out of the flat that i was then actually our friendship became really good it's like so sometimes it's like you know um sometimes just unexpected things can happen you end up like not necessarily making but yeah i think it's like i'd say to anyone who's going to uni is don't expect all the friendships don't expect that you're just going to fall into the right groups of people mm -hmm. or you know everything from day one yeah like that's probably not going to happen yeah and if that does happen it might mean you might be lucky you might be lucky but they might be you might think they're the right people in your first year but they might be the t wrong people in second year and then you really try or you really try to make it work yeah and then it's just like it actually it's just by force exactly yeah. oh my god literally like even in second year i literally live with racists yeah I lived with racists because I wanted to, um, what's the word? Just make things work, babe. Yeah, I was like, oh no, it won't be that bad. Bruv, they were racist. They were literally straight up racist, but I didn't yeah. want to trust my gut. I didn't want to trust my gut. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's so, it's so crazy, like at uni. I think that, 
um, as well. They sort of sold like the student lifestyle, which at the moment is like completely dead because yeah, of COVID. Yeah, like, but, to be like fair, it might be a different. But even before COVID, because you you graduated before yeah, COVID, I, right? I'm, yeah, I graduated in 2019. Yeah. Um, I had a year and a half of uni with, yeah. at, with no COVID. So I think we can sort of speak on our yeah, experiences definitely. of what pre-COVID uni was like. But I think that even then, the sort of idea that you'll go out every night and you'll love it oh, is bro, kind of... Literally, like, but the thing is, like, even that whole idea of going out all the time like yes that is fun and i don't i partied with the most of them in fucking first year it was yeah. probably unhealthy but it's the fact that like you feel like you're missing out you feel fomo at yeah, uni FOMO. is ridiculous but the thing is who, what are you missing out on you're literally yourself what are you missing out on yeah i think that like <laughs> i i had super bad fomo in first year but then i realized like um, for me, clubbing, I couldn't make it work for me. Yeah. Like, that was something that I just couldn't make work. I was just like, I can't, I don't actually enjoy this. No fair. And I actually found, for me, what I enjoyed was just gigs. Yeah. No, that's I, one I'm thing. Like, I'm like, I get to go and see an artist I like. I know all the songs and I get to, like, leave and be in bed by 12. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> that is actually one of the best things about Manchester. Yeah. The amount of people that I've seen. I've seen Lauren Hill. I've seen um, Georgia Smith. I saw Loyal Carter. I've seen Oshan. Like, I've seen so... I've seen No Name. Like, I've seen so many beautiful, incredible artists that I've, like... That I wouldn't have had the opportunity to if I wasn't living in a city. So, thank you, Manchester. Yeah, I've so who have I seen since Manchester? It's like over ten gigs that I've been mm-hmm. to. I've seen the nineteen seventy five mm-hmm. twice. Nice. So is the main character the uh, the actor in um, It's a Sin? No, that's um, years and years. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so nineteen seventy five twice. Churches. Kim Petras, Charlie XCX. Apparently, Charlie XCX was fat. Apparently, that was like crazy busy. Oh, that one. So I think she did two nights. Oh yeah, so she did, but she did the Albert Hall. Yeah. So my friends went to that one. Yeah, I went to the. Yeah, that was. It was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, that was just. I mean, yeah, it was just great. (laughs) Like it's like it was like. But it's funny because in a way, like a lot of the music she does is club music, but I just don't seem to enjoy club. <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah. Like there's some, have you ever had a gig about, no, have you ever been to a gig at Band of the Wall? In a band? In no, a, like there's a venue in Northern Quarter called Band on the Wall. I haven't. Oh my God. I wish you did before you left. It is the best venue for a gig. Like it looks like a small amphitheater. It yeah. looks like Albert Hall, but it's like 10 times smaller. Yeah. And like... I've seen some of the best gigs I've ever seen in my life. That I saw Akunaru, which is a beautiful um, African American singer rapper. There, that oh, was nice. my first. That was my first concert um, in Manchester, and I literally cried from the yeah. happiness. Um, even Ocean, like Ocean, is to um, 
black women they met in NYU fucking New York yeah. like New York University and now they've got a band together now they're traveling the world and they provide such beautiful spiritual music to the masses and I was able to see them I even met them afterwards do you know what I mean That's these are sick. women these are two women that I'm obsessed with like that literally got me out you know in second year when I told you about that racist house yeah. I listened to that album every single fucking day you know and then to see them at the end of third year it was like it came back around you know it came like yeah yeah but i think it's like i think that's the great thing is like just because like even if you don't like gigs we we both like gigs but yeah even if that's even if that's still not for you like i'd say just go like if you just want to go and explore somewhere like also i'd say one big lesson i've learned especially after the pandemic mm -hmm. is if you want to do something don't be afraid to just go and do something on your own tell them now i know sometimes some people don't necessarily feel safe i know especially like women sometimes might not feel safe yeah um going on their own but i'd say if you feel confident and you feel like it will be like safe to go mm -hmm. don't feel ashamed of doing something on your own yeah like if you just want to go to like a park or something mm -hmm. or you just want to go to like um I know, or you just want to travel to, like, another city and go and explore. Like, if you feel like you have the confidence to go and do that, like, go and do it and don't feel, like, don't feel bad that you're not surrounded by people all the time. It's true, because, like... I think if you wait for others or you if you get into the trap of waiting for others, you're never going to be satisfied. You're never going to... You're never going to be able... And I was so glad... You're never going to be able to move. I was so glad because, um, especially um, sort of where I perfected my, like, just going and doing stuff is... Um, so in 2019, I, I went to New York um, for oh, a second time. By yourself? Um, so not fully by myself. I was going to say, Josh, so wow. My dad, my dad and my stepmom were going and watching um, WWE. Sick. So they were busy the whole week. <laughs> oh, my I saw God. Them, like, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. But I, um, and then I stayed with my uncle and my aunt. Sorry, can I ask, what WWE was it? It was WrestleMania. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, they got... Me and my brothers all used to... I thought I was Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I... Um, so my... <laughs> they got... So um at WrestleMania, they got like some of the top tickets. They're like five rows from the front. Oh my god, man! And they, um, if I saw my the dad Undertaker, was on, like Nottingham Post for like um, <laughs> holding up a Nottingham Forest flag. I love like, that. And they could see it on the TV. Amazing. But yeah, I think they got to meet like a few. Of, I think, I think they might have met Roman Reigns. Right, I, I would have to see a picture of him. If he's a newbie, I wouldn't know. But like Undertaker, Kane, Rey Mysterio, Batista. I'll see if I can. I'll, <laughs> like, find, I'll find my dad. These are my homies. Post so much on Instagram. Me and my brothers used to buy WrestleMania, like on Sky, <laughs> when yeah. we were like growing up. Because I was like, Dad, 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 please can we have the box office, please? <laughs> like we literally were begs. Oh no, do you know what was fat? Royal Rumble. So I completely yeah. distracted myself from this conversation. Let me. Let no, me go for it. I, I think this is a great. I think this is. a... Oh, I've got, to go all, I've got to go through all the posts. Right, here we go. Shall I talk? Um, they I... saw... 
Um, I've got to find the photos where they were actually like with. Well, I can tell people about my favorite move that Ray Mysterio yeah. did. It was his thing signature. It was called the I think say the three six nine. So he would have someone right. So someone his opponent would be in between the um, two middle wires you know the wires that are kept around the yeah yeah yeah, place. yeah he'd put them in there and he goes one two three and then he runs around and he literally jumps and kicks them in the face with his feet <laughs> i was I mad it was mad i was just the like moves Whoa, are so good. i i i just yeah i just love like the because it's like people go like oh well it's like stage it's practice and i bloody bloody hope so they kill each other otherwise <laughs> This is my dad and Seth Rollins. Oh my god, that's hilarious! I love yeah. it. <laughs> and then um, it's my step. My stepmom's a main like fan. Like she used to know them. Um, like she used to watch it. Like when she was a kid. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what Drew McIntyre. I recognise his face, but I don't know why. Um, like your stepmom. No, those aren't my step. That isn't my stepmom. Those are <laughs> the wrestler. Oh, yeah. Um, and where's? So yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty cool because they got they were there for like the whole week. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I was basically staying with my uncle. Mm -hmm. He was working and stuff during mm -hmm. the week, so we went out for some meals and stuff. But other than that like it was mostly like just up to me to go and do stuff like if i wanted to go and do something i had to go out and do it yeah because like otherwise so i think i started just sort of gaining the confidence to go you know what i'm actually just gonna go and go to this place so um i would just look on google maps and i go like oh do i want to go like downtown today and then i just hop on the subway and go there and it was just like kind of like quite a nice experience and then from there later that year i went to um chicago again um well yeah i went to chicago for the first time it makes me sound like <laughs> haunted again but yeah i um but yeah i got sort of used to um moving well, alone. new york the trip to new york was the first time flying long haul on my own mm -hmm. um but i'm sort of quite used to flying on my own at no this fair. point but um so i guess probably i'm probably in the higher percentage of people who are like happy traveling on their own <laughs> um especially like yeah to change flights in dublin um which was annoying when my flight was delayed and I missed my connection in Dublin, but they rebooked me onto another well, flight. And and I got like I got like two hundred and fifty euros back. Oh, nice! <laughs> well, and you got some money back. Sick. <laughs> so the flight cost me like a hundred quid. Oh it my god! Great. Yeah, no, that's sick. Hundred quid return to Chicago. It was great. Um, so yeah, it's like, but yeah, you might go to uni and like, you might find that actually you just want to like work part time save up some money and go traveling mm -hmm. like over the summer or something like don't feel like you have to live a specific lifestyle to yeah be a student. um i That's know sometimes so true. the finances can put pressures on on you to do certain things but like don't feel like you have to spend like 50 quid on a night out and then just eat pot noodles for the rest of the week exactly like if you want to just get like i don't know like if you just want to get takeout every night instead oh, that's probably quite expensive well, <laughs> that's but, like, still probably quite expensive that's really, but if you if you want to go down to local chinese and get yourself like some 
chips and some curry sauce every, yeah. every or every other day then and you don't want to like spend loads of money but if you want to spend loads of money going out and eat pot noodle for the rest of the week that's great as well like but just don't don't feel like you have to don't feel like you have to live someone else's university experience yeah the 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 like stereotyped or the presented uni experience just live your uni experience and have fun with it and don't also um in first year it's so cringy in freshers week especially when you look back on it how many people would just i know this literally sounds like the sort of like education lessons we'd have in year eight mm-hmm. but don't just go and do like a load of random drugs to impress people oh yeah like, don't, that's just dumb like i think that um you know especially when you first arrive at uni mm-hmm. like first you don't really know people like you don't know whether you can trust them to look after you should you get in a state <laughs> and them. remember that if you're going out drinking as well yeah is that you can't necessarily trust them not to just abandon you in the middle of the city throwing up on some random street exactly which does happen yeah like, um you know and obviously that can put you in a very vulnerable situation mm-hmm. um so just just be careful to not get to not let your guard down too much with people you don't know and don't don't immediately start trusting them not to just like completely exactly i feel like you have to just just sort of be be aware like that you know whilst you're still getting to know people that you need to make sure that you're able to look after yourself yeah. and you're in a position to always be able to do that. Following on from what you said, it's like nobody is as active as you. So nobody, like you can't, just because you don't do something one way doesn't mean that the friend that you're out with will do something that way. And like their experience or even your experience might be so different to each other's that you guys don't even realize when your boundaries are crossed because that hasn't been presented it's just like it's an invisible rule that you put on yourself it's like oh i wouldn't do it like that but i wouldn't do it like that and like then both of you are just a bit like well then like where do we go from here because we're not following each other's metrics we're different people but the fact that we didn't give ourselves trials and tribulations and i don't know go out for dinner or had a chat we just went and bloody went to yes and did a whole lot of shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not saying that this is everybody's using experience, but I think people need to take into account how... Um I think people need to take into account that not everybody is as active as them. So they need to literally put their needs first in a way that is a bit more appropriate. Like, I mean this to say, like, if I have six or something, I'm not going to give Josh three, right? If I have nine of something, I'm going to keep six for myself and then I'm going to give him three. That sounds odd, but it's well, when I've learned in tarot and learn about like a tangible things, there is an appropriate way to share. And I think in like the first thing that I said about like sharing, uh, sharing something with you yeah. when I only have half, it might mean that now I'm hoarding my resources elsewhere for someone else, or I'm going to make myself short for next month, or I'm going to yeah. make myself um, disadvantaged in some state. But it's no, it's not even deep like that. It's just making sure that you are okay, making sure that you can yeah. sustain yourself, and then using your excess to feed others or share with others. And that you know? goes to like not lending loads of money to someone who then disappears after the first. <laughs> semester exactly <laughs> like exactly. just be like even if they seem like a great friend just please just don't 
don't spend your entire student loan funding someone else's drug habit. Exactly. If you're going to fund a drug habit, at least have it be your own. <laughs> Do you know what I fucking mean? Honestly, like, <laughs> but like, that's one thing that actually pissed me off at uni. Like, how so many people, like... It, not even like with drugs or whatever, but like let's say um, we're at uni, we're all broke, we're all literally yeah. using those student discounts. And let's say you're my housemate, and I keep on going to you for help, for help, for help. Aren't you struggling? Are you not a student as well? Yeah. Just because you know how to look after your money better doesn't mean that I need to take advantage of that. And I learned that very, very quickly in literally my first couple of weeks where people are like, oh, yeah, no, I'll get that. No, 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 I'll get myself. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to borrow. Ooh, <laughs> I don't want to borrow, I don't want to lend beer. We'll just hold it up. <laughs> We're not going to hold it up. We're going to put it back. Put it back. <laughs> yes. And just leave it. ASMR. ASMR. Um, <laughs> fall again isn't it let's just look we can just we can just hold we can uh, i don't know i just feel like we feel it again let's just throw it over let's just throw most of it the 50 50 but i just want to see that i don't know fam that's what we care that's what we're here for that's what there the people go. that's all right we're here for amazing right so i think that um I sort of wanted to talk briefly about... I think we're just going to have to... Yeah, it's gone, it's I gone. We're gonna I don't to. know, fam. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think, um, like, I also want to talk about courses. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, actually... Because at the end of the day, like, you are actually getting a degree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's worth mentioning. Um, I think that a lot of people... Um, if you just want to mess around or fuck around and have a good time, I realise I can actually swear. Um, <laughs> yeah, swear. Mate, I swear literally every single episode. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was just like... Um, but yeah, if you just want to like fuck around and find out or whatever, you don't have to go to uni to do that. Oh, because, 100%. Like, You'll honestly, just do that and be in debt. Like, honestly, you can just like, I don't know, just get a job and just like enjoy your off time and just do stuff then because i see so many people who go to uni and they're just not interested in the course or they're not interested in studying and it just causes them more stress and the money that you get from the student loans isn't even that great anyway not you'd probably at all. be better off working like at a shop or something yeah and doing what you want to do outside you, of work if you want to go and have like um if you want to have enough money to go out anyway you have to work something mm -hmm. usually so it's like you might as well just like not bother going to uni if you're not into it because a lot of schools and a lot of colleges because it makes them look good push so many people into uni oh 100 like, it's just like the uni pipeline and a lot of people because it's like independent study yeah or it's like you know you sort of expected to have a passion for the course or an interest in the subject it can make it really hard if you don't have those things. But the thing, one thing that I do say to counter that is that like people go to uni for the independence as well. Yeah. Like I think that doing wrong, I like the fact that I like um, psychology means that I was going to do the psychology degree. The fact that psychology is one of the most broadest subjects ever is sick because I literally, I could, if tomorrow I want to be a health psychologist, I could. If I wanted to work in um, human resources, I could. Like psychology is one of those subjects that I can literally go into anything and like, but the, do you know what was the motivating factor to get out of was just to get out of my town just to get out of my town that's what I wanted to go to uni I wanted to go somewhere far away somewhere up north but somewhere accessible and fun fun that was, that was I mean don't get me wrong that was like a big motivation for me like I wanted to uh, but it was sort of as well is um, I was sort of going down one route where I thought 
I was going to do the film production course mm-hmm. and I just didn't feel it yeah like I was just like well I've been making videos at college and it's fine but like it's just not for me mm-hmm. and I found a course that sort of I was like I want to do something with music but mm-hmm. I feel like I don't have enough knowledge of that area already like I already mm-hmm. felt like I've been shoved into a corner just mm-hmm. how like my education had gone to that point so I was like I really want to do something that does both like music and also video mm-hmm. and I was also like but I also just kind of want to do some techie stuff yeah and then I found my course which was all of those things what was your course called uh, professional sound and video technology there you go so if you guys so, want to do what Josh does professional sound and oh video no, technology oh no the course is discontinued now okay well this course is discontinued now <laughs> <This course> is, <laughs> you, well, can you can do some um, courses somewhere but it's just you see there's know. no course that has all of those things in but if you there's broadcast generally i'd actually say if you want to go into media doing some of the techie stuff can actually be like because a lot of people are kind of like mm-hmm. especially when they start like doing filmmaking they end up like drooling over cameras and stuff and then they think oh but i actually have to focus on the creative side and it's like no you can actually go and there's a lot of jobs available in the media industry that are basically drooling over equipment no but like i <laughs> so but the thing you is you can do that all that you're doing off camera just helps on camera like i'll use my housemate's example my housemate zoe she's a photographer she's 1010 photographer yeah. she's also a model so when she goes in to do shoots now she's able to use the information of what she would want on the screen from her perception to, and then mimic it as the model do you, yeah. well, mimic it as the model and i think it's that whole idea of having something um if you can have something behind the scenes or if you know a little bit of something behind the scenes then you can take it to in front of the screen and it will yeah. just be a bit more um translatable do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it'll be a bit more, like, enriched because the audience is able gonna, it's gonna, I don't know, it's gonna be more vavavoom. It's gonna be, like, more pizzazz, you know? Yeah, and I mean, like, I think, um, you know, I think with with media especially, it can be hard to break into. Mm-hmm. But there are areas of it, um, I notice, like, um, I can't say exactly what job I, I'm not going to say exactly what job I'm doing. Yeah. But like, it sort of is in the area of like tech support system mm-hmm. integration. Hey. So it's not necessarily like a broadcaster, no, but, but it's at a company that provides for many a broadcasters. But I love stuff. that. So because look how young you are and you've already got this position. Yeah. You don't understand how, who, who the people that you're going to meet in this position. Cause a job is not even just what you're doing is how you're networking and yeah. how you can use the resources to your advantage. So big up your Josh. yeah but yeah it's definitely like i think um <laughs> you know even if you feel like what you're doing is you know either either niche or i think you i think don't be afraid to take a year out and make sure you what you're doing is right yes. if you want to do that um and also don't be afraid to just move to a city without necessarily going to uni like you don't need you need to establish you in a new place tell them even though it's it's a little bit harder mm-hmm. but also a lot of people just find themselves going to uni they go there for like two weeks and say i hate this i don't want to do this and then mm-hmm. drop out yeah and then they're back to square one again essentially so it's like if you think that uni is going to be for you you can 
it's hard, but you can set up in a new place. Um, I've got a friend who... But you can set up any... Like, uni is not the yeah. be-all and end-all. Yeah. You know, like, just don't get me wrong, it's benefited us, and we're, we've liked the experience, but we've also realised its costs as well. There's so many people it's I know tough. that haven't gone to uni and are smashing life, you yeah. know, because fortunately for them, they just knew what they wanted to do a bit quicker, so they were able to put their focus in, yeah. like, sooner. But that isn't to say that their work ethic isn't any different, you know? Well, it's like, you know, it's different strokes with different folks as well. Like, some people don't necessarily thrive in an academic environment, and that's mm. okay. Like, you know, I think everyone's different in what they want and what things they're interested in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, just because school's bashed into you that being great at maths or great at science or great at writing like, yeah. massive 3,000 word essays mm -hmm. and staying up all night and doing that like at the end of the day like if you just love staying up like all night and tinkering with bikes mm -hmm. or tinkering with computers or you know if you love staying up all night and like drawing or painting or just doing like something like that you know I'd say, I'd say definitely try and go into something you love mm -hmm. and don't necessarily just focus on something because you think that it will get you a good job. Yeah. Because I think you should, I think it's good to ha always have a career in mind, mm -hmm. but if you just want, if you literally just want to do something for the career, just take an apprenticeship. <laughs> literally. Like, that's the best way no, of doing like, it. Like, it's like, mad because like, you don't even know what that apprenticeship will lead to. Yeah. I'll use one example. Okay. So, um, I won't say his name just in case, but I've got this one friend here. They got an apprenticeship as an electrician. Yeah. Um, when they were like 16, mm. well, they were way up. And by the time that they were, by the time that they were like 19, or like 20 they'd finished their apprenticeship yeah but the apprenticeship was bloody on the queen's grounds in windsor <laughs> do you yeah. know what i mean and now since then they can be electrician anywhere but with all that money that they looked after themselves they're able to expand that and build more businesses opportunities for themselves yeah and i so think shout out you you know who you are <laughs> i think it's like uh, and as well like being stuff like an electrician like i hate how much it's so ironic, though, because a lot of people who work these typical working class jobs are actually raking it in. Oh, like mate. if you want to lay bricks, you can actually make pretty good bank. But doing the thing that. is, it's like so, it's, like just you, go for it. No, exactly. And like if it's it's that whole thing, like they they need this whole idea of judgment needs to stop because it's like you got people in different tool sets, but we need the bla the bricklayers, we need the um, plumbers, we need yeah. the psychologists, we need literally every single one of you to build a community. So are you going to fuck with us or are you going to not? I mean, look, we wouldn't be sat here right now if it wasn't for, um, you know, Victorian brickies. Yeah, so, so like, guys. So, like, I think that, you know, I just take, like, whatever career, like, don't feel like you have to push yourself through academics. Don't feel like you have to push yourself through, like, corporate positions to be able to be successful. So damn. There's honestly like a lot of the, th the problems i think we have now is that a lot of people think that they have to do that but actually mm -hmm. some of the office jobs can pay worse than some just like practical and some awesome like, jobs can be so monotonous that it actually takes the energy out of you yeah. it takes the creativity out of you and like that's not fair you have one life enjoy it but yeah i think like um i'd say if you're thinking of going to uni i'd say the first thing is you should go is does this subject interest me um, before you yeah let's think if we could create a checklist of things people should consider before yeah. and do I you know before they go to uni yeah um, I think I'd say 
before you sign like before you you know confirm your place and go for it i'd say am i actually interested in this subject Mm -hmm. um do i know roughly where what careers this could subject could provide if i'm going to it with a career in mind why okay let me tweak your question what opportunities could this provide because it's like right now i went for a psychology degree i could um perfect a topic in a master's and go into that line of field or i could be sitting here talking to you yeah putting all of that information in accessible format and now you're learning on a podcast or yeah. i could do some volunteering all of them are going to help yeah you. all of the opportunities because <laughs> yeah. like, you don't even necessarily you like don't need- you don't need to have a career focus i think you know you can just say I'm just going to work whatever job gets you by, but I actually mm-hmm. did this volunteering thing that I really liked. That's my, that, you know, for sure. passion for me. Um, so I think that like, if you can, if, if you don't know what you want out of life, like if you know what you want out of life, that's great. If you don't know what you want out of life, just be honest with yourself about that. Yes. hundred percent. Just make sure that the next move that you're making is something you want to do. Because a lot of people say, go to study law because they're like, Oh, well, I can become a lawyer and make loads of money. And then they kind of don't really think it out. Like they only think about it just because like they don't really know what they want. And they just go, Oh, well, I'll do law. Cause it'll probably pay a load of money. But it's like, actually you're right. It doesn't necessarily. And only really the best people in that field get. And it's like, just I, don't do it because I, you think you should i agree with you and i don't agree with you i agree with you because people go might go into that profession thinking that they're going to get the job and you're right the best of the best will get the job like yeah. there's so much competition however i also think law is such transferable skills you oh, have yeah. to be like pro- but go into it because you want to study it not because yeah not because you think you should study it no completely like it's funny you say that because literally all of my family were ushering me to do law like all of them and i was just like i will do what i want who's gonna be in debt me (laughs) like you know and i'm happy that i did my course but i'm so like psychology's it's hard but the freedom with the variety is do you know that's the nice thing about psychology there's always something new that i could learn about right and some and you could sort of push it in a way that you're like more interested in Mm -hmm. at that time and i think it's like i'd say if you are really tired at school Mm -hmm. it may be just the subjects you're studying but if you think that I'm really tired of this. I hate academics. I just, you know, don't go to uni. Yeah. Like, there's no, nothing to say you can't do it in the yeah, future. Like, you, exactly, exactly that. Yeah. Like the amount And of you people. don't have to do it when you're young as well because exactly. you might go and not even enjoy the lifestyle that much. Mate, I, like I met so many people, like don't get me wrong, I met people my age group, but I met so many mature students doing psychology. Yeah. And like they were still, they were, they were grown, like they were out here doing their shit. They weren't fucking around. They were great with my tutorials. i tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Like it, um, you might find it a lot easier, but also, I'd say, you know, make sure whatever course you want to do is actually, you're actually interested in and might, you know, and also if you want a specific career, make sure that course does kind of help you towards that and not like just sort of delay your life. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no, for sure. So, um, you know, like also when it comes to sort of moving away from home, it's like, make sure that, 
that's a decision that you want to make because mm-hmm. you want to make it or if it's staying at home make sure that's a decision that you want to make because you want to make it and not no, because sure. not because your friends are going oh come here it'll be sick it'll be great or you know your parents saying oh no don't leave i want you to stay in the house mm-hmm. for a bit longer like don't let either of those sway your decisions like make your decisions based on where do i want to live like you know no for make sure those kind of decisions Don't don't let relationships, whether that be platonic or not platonic, <laughs> influence. Can I just interrupt you? I'm going to go really close to the camera. You might not find the love of your life at uni. I just want to break that down to you because, like, you might, you might not meet the love of your life at uni. You might just meet your fuck buddy. You might meet the nearest situation sheep. Yes, you might pe- meet the person you marry, but you might not. Like, there's a lot of people at uni, and I just want to say that to you straight in the camera so you can see my eye and see me when I say this because so many people... Like, I'm going to oh. repeat this. <laughs> You might not find the person you marry at university. <laughs> I know this is this is controversial, and <laughs> you may not want to hear this, but you you may not also find is. your BFFs at uni. You probably won't. To be fair, no, I'm lucky. I found Kanem at uni. Yeah. He's the best friend I alive. I found I found a lot of good friends at uni, but also you might not. You might and not. You also might not find them in the first week. Exactly. So chill the fuck out and do your assignments and do your reading. But also, like, yeah, so I kind of want to come back to, yeah, like, <laughs> obviously, once you're at uni. I've had three outfits changes in this funny <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I think, like, obviously, once you're at uni, like, don't feel bad about dropping out. out. Don't feel bad about moving home and commuting in. Like, don't feel bad about either of those things. None. Because, like, Nada. you're living your own uni experience and like that's not other people's decisions to make like sometimes they may not understand your decision to like move back from the big city to a tiny hometown (laughs) or whatever but sometimes that's just a decision you need to make at the time and also you know just like you just got to make the decisions that you need like that feel best for you and not feel influenced by a need to project an image of success like I know for me, like, I'm sort of feeling like moving back closer to where I'm from mm-hmm. almost feels like... So to me, I'll be honest, like, one of the feelings that I had was like, oh, I almost feel like it's a failure moving back and going home to That's, where I came from. Yeah. And it's like but actually realising, but it's not because it's different. Oh, it's always like, different. First, I'm not moving back in home. Like, I'm just moving to the general area. But it's like, I'm coming back. Can I say one thing yeah. as well? Past self or your present self is now helping your future self. I want to bring up an example. So the receipts, the receipts podcast. There's a woman called Tolly T. Incredible. I love her. So she went to uni um, and then moved in back to her parents. No, yeah. back to her mum's house. And she's just bought a house for herself. Like yeah. She's 32. Her podcast, the receipts have just blown up. They've got, and they're sponsored by Spotify, not sponsored by Spotify. You can only listen to it on Spotify. Do you know what I mean? So it's like that all of that time where um, they might have been like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? It all paid off for future self now. They're they're able to have saved money and contribute to the 
goals and the blessings that they have later. And I just love that for her. I yeah. love that. We love you, Tolly T. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think it's like just totally, um, you kind of, yeah, you do have to just keep an open mind at uni. Like you just can't, you just can't predict what's going to happen. And also, if you have if you have a rough first year or you have a rough semester or you know something it's like don't take that as a failure because often like the times where you learn the most are the times that are the hardest mm -hmm. like i'd say i've learned the most during this pandemic and that's like obviously look i'm i'm not like a like suffer porn kind of person like i don't go oh yeah you should work really hard mm -hmm. to you know like, i don't i don't think people should have to suffer to grow mm -hmm. but equally don't think just because like don't think that all the people are having a really easy time having a really great yeah. time having a really chill time are doing better than you no, yeah. because like they might just not be learning those lessons right now literally that tell them you're prophets so. <laughs> <laughs> honestly George like but it's so true because my mum always say to me everyone's learning the same thing at different times yeah. and it's like we can't sort of lose our heads nitpicking at why this person doesn't get it yet that person will get it, just not with you or not in the environment that yeah. you're in or like eventually, because that's what happens in life. I generally think when people do nonsense, the nonsense follows them, but with a different group of people. And I yeah. think that's just, I just think that's karma. And I don't think I need to be a spiritual person to know that. I think I see it all yeah. the time. I see it all the time. Well, it is. Yeah. And I think it's just like, you know, especially when it comes to uni, also a big tip that I've, that got me through third year mm -hmm. is, um, <gasps> I just realised something. We have lights. Should I bring lights downstairs? Um, we can just put on the ring lights. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, like, I've got like fairy lights. Oh, I'll be all right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm usually one to go for fairy lights. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Might be a bit late. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it's like, um, don't, um, don't rate your studying. Like, or don't don't compare yourself to others especially when it comes to studying mm -hmm. because like i know um this is one reason of many that i'm glad i didn't go to sixth form is i remember in gcse people used to be like oh well, i studied for 12 hours last night and it's like That's and i go i studied for like <laughs> half an hour and that was like the most i could do and that was an achievement for me exactly it's like on top of homework on top of the whole day at school it was like another half hour revision was like actually a sort of achievement 100 percent. and you know that was kind of like along with like all the other stress that i was going through and it was like um another people were like oh well, i studied for five hours that's not very much like when people say stuff like that they're firstly they're just projecting their insecurities oh 100 because they're insecure that they've not done enough so they feel like they've been better than you so then that makes them feel better and makes them feel less insecure mm -hmm. so if someone's sort of doing that just like bat it away because they probably haven't done that and mm -hmm. they're probably incredibly insecure about where they are with like in terms of like their knowledge and stuff but the thing is do you know what i've also le le learned and listened to since becoming in manchester fucking everyone's insecure it's just yeah. how you show it like me and you i know us so i can say that our insecurities don't manifest in a way that's harming others and that's the difference between um the good and bad side of jealousy because it's like mm oh, I like this thing, I want to do it, but now I'm trying to put someone down because I don't have it. No, no yeah. that's not healthy. And it's frustrating because some people like, 
think because I'm the way who I am, things come easier to me or I deal with it better. No, 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 no. I deal with it just as much as you. I just don't care for how you show it. Mm. Like, I'm not going to... Um, throw stones and hide in my hands if I throw them stones you're gonna know it's gonna be me in it like yeah. and I hate this sort of secretive um and like not gas what's the word it's like a very sly snide culture where just sort of passive aggressive yeah way. it's passion aggression passive aggression but also it's like um it's like competition yeah it's that competition and it and can just it, be so toxic but can I just say one thing it's not just like Adults can be competing with you. Your peers could be competing with you. Your friends could be competing with you. Like, mm. and are they your real friends? If so, like, no. Like, nobody who um, gets higher or gets who gets fed by diminishing someone else, regardless mm. of what the reason is, is healthy. Yeah. Like, and I'm sorry, I'm not like, oh, I don't hang with jealous beach bitches. That's a weak disease. Like, I don't hang with jealous bitches. That's a weak disease. Whole lot of money. It's a song by BIA yeah. or Bia. And I, think, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't like, know her name. <laughs> it's just, um, I think that when it comes to studying, the one thing that I learned is that, especially when I was doing like my app, just timing how much time I put in stuff, mm -hmm. I was using that as a metric with myself yeah like, i was using that as a way of comparing myself with myself yeah so i'd say instead of feeling like i'm trying to catch up with other people i'd be like with you i'm trying to improve on what i did last week yes so like, oh i did like 15 hours last week can That's i do sick. 16 can i do 17 this week sick like can i do another library session this week like can i improve on what i've done and sick just don't because especially like people work at different speeds mm -hmm. as well so like someone's 12 hours might be your two hours or your two hours might be someone's half hour mm -hmm. so like don't like it's so hard to compare like how hard you're working and also like there's this whole idea like there i do agree sometimes with the triangle of like I mean, the tr triangle of project management is always like a <laughs> true one. It's like time, money, quality, okay. pick two. Okay. So that one's true. I love that. There's sometimes a triangle that goes around for uni, which is like good grades, sleep, going out. But it's like, and it's like pick two, but it's like, that's not really true. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to balance the three. Yeah. And it's like also, um, you know, don't think that spending the whole week in the library from opening to closing is going to give you good grades because it, it's kind of almost irrelevant because what matters is what you actually do in the library. Like you can put yourself through a bunch of suffering and not get anywhere. Mm -hmm. What you've got to do is you've got to, you know, just set yourself realistic goals, set mm -hmm. yourself realistic targets and also give yourself an incentive. Mm -hmm. Like give yourself, say, if I get this done today, I'm going to go and get takeout. If I get this done today, I'm going to go out to this park tomorrow or I'm yeah. going to go out and meet this person. No, but that's or, so true. Because if you're only comparing yourself to yourself and then you're gifting yourself, from it you're literally always winning yeah. you're literally always winning like it's quite um you know what this actually follows on to the final point of yeah. um decoding the messes um it's to do with 
you in relationships versus you alone. And I've come to terms with the idea of if you can't handle me at my worst, you can't have me at my best. And I'm accepting my shadow because I think that is a more proactive way to move in the world. Like you see a lot of like, I don't know, I see all the only spiritual forums where people are like, oh, I just see the light in the world. I just see the light. Mm. And like, how dumb is that mm -hmm. when all the darkness and the illusions and the hysteria of the society and the unknown are, that you're forced with? And we don't, we can see that in the way that the government treats its people. We can see that in the way that we hoard resources. And I think if you know yourself, you know your metric, you compare yourself to past you, you're able to actually identify what you want and mm. put the value of what you want. And, and also, this... I think this kind of comes to the theme of our episode is don't be afraid to spend time in the darkness because it's like sometimes people can fear going... Like, sometimes you fear having a bad experience at uni. Sometimes you fear that you're missing out on something. Sometimes mm -hmm. you fear... Sometimes you don't want to approach things because you think that it's going to impact on your idea of what something should be like or mm -hmm. you just want everything to be perfect so you just completely gloss over all the things that are just falling apart exactly and it's like I, like i will stay on top of these tower i don't care these foundations are crumbling i'm no. gonna stay on the tower you know what it's actually mad that you said that because you remember tasha bailey from the microaggressions podcast she actually yeah. reshared this thing today and it said instead of uh, of instead of saying i'm fine try i need a moment it's been difficult, but I'm trying. I could really do with some port. Can we go for a talk, to, um, uh, go for a coffee to mm. talk properly? How am I? It's complicated at the moment. And these are all like experiences, opportunities and a capacity for a real answer. Like yeah. it's not like, um, you know, when you paint over the cracks and then you're wondering why, <laughs> <laughs> why things are breaking down. It's like yeah. you painted over the fucking cracks. You didn't do anything to the to set the foundation right. And I think that what what is sort of going on at the moment is that I've noticed. You know, you see this with the sort of the hustle culture of I worked a hundred hours yesterday. I worked like you know. Mm -hmm. You see these people having to portray like a perfect version of their life. Like you see a lot of influencers go online and they go like, yeah. So I wake up at six. Um, in the morning and I go and have a shower I actually I actually have a bath with ice and that sort of awakens my adrenochromes inside of me and sort of really yeah it really sort of softens my pores so I really enjoy doing that yeah. and then you know then I bathe in a vat of pure hydrochloric acid and you know it don't do this at home sometimes. kids it stings sometimes but you know i think it's really important to do um because i i just need to push myself further and then i run 50 miles in an hour and then i then i start then i start working all day and i stay up to one o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. then at one o'clock in the morning i go to sleep and then i wake up at 6 a.m again and it's just like well, all of these off. people like trying to portray like either they work really hard and their life is perfect because of it or like they're just so great and they don't have any problems and they don't ever have to like struggle but, I just with want, but the thing is it's like if you, you wouldn't it's like you, you do it for the clout because yeah. like you are you want to show it if, if you wouldn't put that on the content you'd just give us the other content you'd yeah. give them you'd give us the muas you'd give us the 
stylist of the week. You'd give us, oh, how I found myself videos. You wouldn't give yeah. me your routine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the routine that you accumulated from putting this content in for the last X months or X years. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's boring. It's just yeah, and it's boring. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like just, I think that sort of showing that honesty and, you know, I have no, I, I actually feel it rubs me up. It doesn't like, it doesn't annoy me as much when I see someone. I think the problem is, is that when either people have to try and show off about how much they suffered mm -hmm. or, and, you know, but show it off like it's a good thing and like yeah. it's something you should be going through as well. Mm -hmm. Or like when people, you know, try and create like inspirational videos when clearly this situation is just not inspirational it's just a yeah it's just like i it's even how you can say how people use infographic to share messages and it's just mm. like right because an infographic message is really going to stop the hate to this community that's been happening for centuries i, I just love when people <laughs> i just love when people find like a you know pixel rationed image of a mountain and then just try and put like a really blurry quote on it <laughs> and it's like you won't find yourself until you know yourself. <laughs> but it's like, it doesn't mean anything. And it's also just like... It literally why? means nothing. And it's like, it's also just trying to be like... There's gonna, there, there isn't going to be... Trying to be fetch and it's not fetch. There, not trying to make fetch trying to happen. There isn't going to be a single quote that fixes your life. There's not going to be a single word. <laughs> Sorry, George, you're actually cracking me up today. You're cracking me like, up. This like... <laughs> Like, I don't think I've ever been on Instagram and seen a quote and then just had that fix like a major issue for me. Like, it's things like, and don't, and that comes back to like uni. Like, don't expect moving to uni to fix your life. Don't expect yeah. a message on Instagram to fix your life. Like, these things can inform you. They can advance can you, they can advance, expand you. But they will not fix you. No. And they will not fix your situation. Not at all. And also don't blame yourself for the situation. Exactly. I think, I think that's one thing that we should definitely take from decoding the message. Just lo loosen the critical voice in your head. Because everybody has one. Mm. Everybody has one. Like loosen it or lessen it enough so you can actually get up and do the things that you want to do. Yeah, because sometimes the critical voice can just be self-destructive. Exactly. Sometimes it's literally like self-sabotage. It's know? literally <laughs> self-sabotage. It's something I do so much. I self-sabotage so much as well. <laughs> Don't like, worry. It's just like, I, Why did I, I do, do that? this and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I'm such an idiot for doing this. And it's like, well, I was an idiot for doing that. So I might as well do this as well. <laughs> I mean, like, no, but it's so true. <laughs> and then you just, you just fall into a pit where you're just doing things that are just progressively just worse and worse <laughs> and it's just like you never you never recover and then you just end up in a pit of misery and then you just kick yourself more about that and you just do more self it's just like literally it's like well the dagger's already in so I might as well like jab it in a bit more but the about. thing is you know like we've definitely spoken about this card before it's called the ten of swords in tarot and it's literally like this accumulation uh, of ten swords staggered into someone's back like they can't get <laughs> yeah. up they've got ten swords stabbed in their back and swords are reflective of your thoughts and your opinions so if you've got the mental exhaustion the weight of that information prodding on you the only thing you can do eventually is get up like yeah. regardless of how painful it is um you can you can stay on the long on the floor for a while you can even stay there for a long time you can even stay there for the rest of the days but the thing is realistically you won't because at some point you're gonna realize i'm sick of this shit yeah. like, i'm tired like i remember when i was even like so so depressed like in my like pit of being depression in boarding school mm. i literally woke up today and i was like nah fuck this i'm tired <laughs> yeah. i'm tired like it 
And that pr prompted other things with me. Like after that, I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm tired. I don't be depressed anymore. I found some new shows to watch. Whilst I was finding new shows to watch, I found a new job to do. And then I ended up getting paid and that eventually helped my like, well, happiness, my well-being. Yeah. But it's annoying because it's literally like, like, depression is exhausting. Mm. Putting yourself down is exhausting. So let's move and like do something about it. And yeah, like just if you go to uni and it's shit and you hate it, just don't self-sabotage afterwards. Like don't. there's just no, there's no reason for it. Like I think we set. I think the problem is, is we also just tend to set people up for self-sabotage. Oh yeah, for, we all like, do. You know, we we all portray these fantastic images of ourselves, and then people just are confused when their life doesn't meet up to that. Exactly, it, literally, exactly. And it's just like, but who told you? Who told you to do that? Society and like some other external thought. You could have just listened yeah. to yourself. You could have just listened to yourself. And regardless of what um, happens in the future, at least you know you listen to yourself. Because yeah. there's nothing worse than when there's an option and then there's the option you want to do. You decide to go on the other one and then you have to deal with the critical voice. You should have done it. <laughs> like i also oh, i just totally talked away throughout the majority of that but it's that whole thing of like i would rather only be annoyed at stuff that i chose to do than stuff that i guilted myself to doing yeah you know shall we go into tarot talks oh honey you know we are the i'm burning sage and i'm just gonna i mean i've cleansed myself Cleanse it's a you. bit hard to cleanse an open air space no but that's the thing like although it's is the it, intention it's easier to cleanse an open air space yeah it's like the intention so like let's i mean it's not like you need to hotbox the sage right? no but it's like i'm doing this on my cards because every time i use a deck i want to make sure the energy and the um well, yeah, the energy has just mm. been removed that deck. I always ask for no projections. I always ask for um, clarity. And I always ask for... Well, I just hope this is a timeless message, regardless yeah. of whenever you use it. Or no, whenever you listen to this. And I just hope that um, something can resonate with you today. So I'm just going to sage these bloody cards. Do you want okay. me to hold the lighter for you or something? No, I'm actually going to ask you to hold... I'll hold the mic like that. <laughs> That's very kind of you, Josh. I'm actually going to start with something different. I want to start with a... Sorry, sorry, this is killing me, sorry. I'm going to do this, this. Can I do this? Do you think that's handy? I think I'll just hold it. Really? Or... Should I move closer? Yeah. Oh, you've got the XLR cable. There we go. Okay, amazing. So I'm going to start differently. I'm going to start with some affirmation cards. This is the spiritual seasoning for the soul. Um, is there anything that you want to ask spirit? I want to ask Spirit um, how I think that how we can best be sort of um, forgiving of ourselves and open to following what we feel is best in our hearts. Amazing. Like, like how, how do we, we uh, how can we best voice? follow yeah how can we best follow yeah how we can how can we best follow our authentic voice amazing I like that i'm gonna start with these decks spirit higher power universe how can we best nurture our authentic voice ah forgive yourself first i mean yeah, that, yeah. that's pretty any more card spirit is it a friendship if you feel so unsettled I mean that's yeah that's basically first year first semester <laughs> friendships 
Freshers' friendships. This kind of, yeah, yeah. The first three cards that we got was forgive yourself first. Is this is it a friendship if you feel so unsettled, you are already whole? And I think these three cards are sort of depicting the energies of you will always stick with yourself. You're always going to be in your body. So you need to... Um, be happy with the decisions that you make. You also need to make sure that those decisions are like, they protect you, they nourish you, they feed you. Um, forgiving yourself first is one way of doing that. If you allow yourself to understand that you're not complete, you're not, um, you don't have everything, well, you don't have all the information, you're able to move through the world with a bit more softness because you give the benefit of doubt that you constantly give to others you can give to yourself <laughs> you can give to yourself and isn't that such a cognitive like disbelief it's like i've also just... said if you if you're going to do something try at least do it with intent yeah like don't don't just let yourself be guided into it like i was talking to my driving instructor i said like look if i'm going to fail i'm going to fail with intent <laughs> i'm going to terrify the driving instructor i'm only going to crash like i like it's like if if I'm if I'm gonna fail my test, then it might as well be because we just got like hit by a truck. That's hilarious. <laughs> or like drove into a canal. <laughs> like I, I want it I want it to be with intent. Like if I'm gonna fail, I'm going out well, with a bang. I hope you don't fail because I know that you're gonna be need those licenses. I don't think I'm gonna be able I don't think I'm able to get my test done before I leave Manchester. But that's I mean that's and that's okay. I'm like, gonna get an e bike. There you go. Treat yourself. I'm gonna get, or I'm gonna get a scooter and use the tram. Oh well, that's lovely. See, look at you. You've got all these things to do, Um, (laughs) but it just gives you like opportunity to expand, doesn't it? Like this conversation around yourself, friendships, relationships, regardless if they're platonic or um, romantic, suggests that you might be seeking, not you, Josh, (laughs) but like we, spirit, the universe, people, whoever's listening to this podcast might be seeking seeking something outside of ourselves. So that's why we constantly look for reassurance, validation, support. But really, we have if we see it in someone else, we have it in ourselves. We just see it in them more. Does that yeah, make and sense? And also ask about yourself, like are the people you're hanging around with are the, are you hanging around with them because you want to or are you hanging around with them because it validates you? Exactly. Which is a massive thing that people do in freshers weeks oh 100 percent. like, like oh just, my god it's all the instagram posts that are like please please validate no. me please make me feel validated but can i just say one thing that like black women know like i'm not sure if i've mentioned this on the podcast or not but like people in literally in uni would just see me as a black woman with colorful hair and like a cool top or like whatever and they'd be like oh my god i want her to be my friend and it's just like fuck off like don't you put me in this like pedestal just because you see yeah. this cool black girl with a blonde beaded look do you know what I mean? Like, because I am they wanna, just... they want to feel validated that they're Exactly. Like, they want to feel cool and supported. Honey, like, you don't see me when I'm binge-watching Superstore, got bloody cookies, all bread, breadcrumbs <laughs> all over my fucking room. Like, you don't see that side to me. So please stop putting me on this environment where you need to seek validation from me because that's not the case. Um, I want to go back to this card. Is it a friendship if you feel so unsettled? No, <laughs> like no. straight up. No, um, I don't know how quickly I can say this just because I've one thing that I've definitely learned with my spiritual journey is the fact that patterns occur with um, people 
and these people will happen to you in your life but these people might not even know each other yeah. so you can't be complaining about the circus when you keep on choosing like who took you can't complain about clowns if you keep on going to the circus right <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's the whole thing <laughs> that's very true no but it's the whole thing of like oh, you need to be choosy of your friends you need to be choosy of your relationship you need to be choosy of the people that you allow into your life because realistically you're feeding them but are they feeding you in the same way you know mm. how is it receptive like even now me and you we both have a project we're working together yeah. we've put in effort we've um also had to i've had to work to your schedule you've had to work to my schedule yeah. we both want to be here so i know that this friendship can evolve with each other however let's say if i was a shitty podcaster and i was just like when you came in i never had the content ready or if you came mm. in and i never had um like I told you things last minute or like I was like having a go at you for like just dumb shit mm. like that wouldn't be fair and that would mean that if I'm causing you a settlement that your choice to go your choice yeah. to leave it needs to be balanced or even if let's say like you know loads of technical stuff and I might know more like the content stuff but that's where we meet in the middle because we're able to pick um, and use our resources from each other and go back and forth yeah. and I think that this is a model relationship this is a model relationship of how you can choose to work with each other with the resources that you have however how many times do we not bring that up in friendship settings because we're uncomfortable we don't want to like the blessing in the fact is that we've got a project that we that's brought us together that we can yeah. work on but let's say if we were friends and then we had the project it might have been even harder because we're like oh but we don't want to do this but we don't want to do that do you yeah. know what I mean it's like I don't know this card this card has literally come out throughout the whole year of 2021 2020 and I've had to look at myself like is that your friend no is that your friend no is that your friend no like are they colorist are they an energy vampire are they snide are they jealous and I'm tired of it I'm tired of it I'm going to start putting more people on trial because just as much as I provide light to others, they should provide light to me, you know? And I think that should stand with every single person that comes into your life. But I think, like, you know, as well, I think it's just making sure that, um, you know, I mean, it's not always going to be easy sailing, even oh, with everyone. But not I think at that, all. But, you know, I think that it's just trying to make sure that you, like you feel like you can talk to people as if they're your peers you don't yes. feel like you're you know trying to make accommodate obviously you know treat everyone with <laughs> respect mm -hmm. and like don't just but like you know you should make sure that you feel confident to, because you know i've made that mistake i felt you know not confident enough to say something even to people i'm close with and then sometimes that doesn't end up being like a good mm -hmm. <laughs> I can just be but it's, you know it's just like making sure that you yeah just feel I think sometimes um a lack of a lack of confidence can cause a lot of damage yeah things. and you know you can cause a lot of damage to yourself so I think you've just got to um, and you also need to recognise when other people are showing signs that they yeah confident. Okay. You know what? You give me inspiration. Can you hold this mic? So what you just said, I'm going to pull three cards. First yeah. card, how um, can we raise our confidence? Second card, how can we see um, 
if people's lack of confidence is influencing us and then advice yeah okay so spirit higher power can i have a card please actually i'm being pulled to go like this instead I, do you see that? I did see you, that. Did I tell you, Ten of Swords? <laughs> Ten of Swords. Okay. Oh, well, I actually put two cards up. Okay. Um, so, I just asked, how can we raise um, the confidence in ourselves? And it's quite funny, because this is actually the first card that um, always came up to me in tarot. So, the King of Wands is an entrepreneur. They're professional. They're proactive. They're um, a passionate person however if their passion is um overbearing they become can become arrogant or they can come become like um impatient and the king of wands asks you to be patient with yourself the king of wands knows their fire they know what they bring to the table so they need to find a manageable way to deal with the fuel that sort of that, well, they need to know what fuels them. If I'm asking, how can we raise our confidence? The first thing it said, forgive yourself first. And now it's come with the King of Wands. The King of Wands knows their worth. They're able to access their worth by trial and fire. They really know that they're on the right path or they're, they're on the long path. And that's why you see so many salamanders on their jacket and on their um, throne because it literally is trial by fire, you know, putting yourself out there, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. But the king is a master of their suit. So they know that their strengths and their weaknesses are only help. It literally, they don't have, they don't think, oh, my weaknesses are really bad. They know they have strengths, they have weaknesses, but all of it is just assistance, Yeah, you know? And I think that's a great attitude to move with because you're able to um, be a bit more concerning and receptive with who you're directing your fire to. It's like... Am I putting my fire in this project? Am I putting my fire in this um, relationship? Am I putting this fire in my business? Like everyone is different and it just shows you how to manage it. The next card we got is the Ten of Swords. And it's quite funny because the Ten of Swords is literally the card that we were talking the about earlier. The Ten of Swords is a vibe. And the Ten of Swords is, uh, <laughs> it's a card with a figure with plunged swords in their back. If swords are to do with your mental intellect, then your information has burnt you out. You are drained, you're exhausted, you're tired. Uh, you're also lying down this is all in your mind so i mean you could physically be lying down but also it could just be how your mind has just taken you off course you know and you just need a minute to deal with it but this card comes up to say like it cannot get any worse than this it literally the the darkest time is before no is it like the darkest hours before dawn and it just yeah. talks about like we're just going to introduce some more light <laughs> Shall we put the ring light on? Uh, I'll put it on while you keep talking. Okay. Um, the cable's there. But um, when I see the energy of this card, it's very like, well, it's exhausted, but it's also action. Like the guy has his fingers crossed as well. So he's hoping for something to come forward. But it's him that has to come forward. He's the one who has to stand up. But the thing is, with a card in this position, you only know how to get yourself up. Like, I'm not going to tell someone who's mentally depressed, like, oh, it's going to be fine. Like, don't you worry about it. Things will all get better because they might not. But you do. And you can use your pain as a lesson to get from A to B. 
I see a lot of hope and a lot of optimism because the next card that you get is the sun and the knight of pentacles. And the sun is to do with your external expression of things. The sun is to be bold, to be daring, to be youthful, to be excited, to put the past behind you and sort of live in the moment, live in the present as your most... Um, I don't want to say just consent, content self, but like your most like valued self, your most quality, like high quality self, because the sun sort of puts whatever is behind them, behind them, then uses, they're able to find the silver lining in things when you see the sun card, but it's the fact that this energy is different, you know? I feel like, because the thing is, the card is actually, oh my goodness, that's actually so big. It's so bright. It's so bright. I think. So the last cards came out as a pair. It was the sun and the knight of pentacles. And it was under you are already whole. The sun is to do with coming out to the world, finding the silver lining and things. But the knight of pentacles gives you the practical and slow and steady solutions to that change. So maybe this is a question to your self-development. Maybe this is asking you to be more integral with your truths so that you could walk on your path. This path might be a slow and long journey because you see this horse, they're standing still. They've got their armor, they're protected, but they're using the sort of... Um, practicality of um, their dreams to keep on going. Like what is their day-to-day -day steps? What are their monthly steps to keep it going? Because realistically, the things that you want, whether it's a loving relationship, whether it's an amazing career or good friends, they're not, they might not all show up tomorrow. You might meet your best friend tomorrow or your future best friend tomorrow, but it will take from that moment plus X or plus eight months for them to actually become the best friend because yeah. there's trials and tribulations. You have for dinner. You might not. Like, do you know what I mean? There's so many different things which determine what the relationship could be. And I think this card is saying to be more patient with the, how you perceive it be more patient with how you walk with your journey because the knight of pentacles is slow and steady and he knows that his value is in the quality of what he brings but he's not going to come off with a half-assed job he's going to yeah. do it good and he's going to do it well and it's going to be like tight like it's going to be like beautiful like you know tauruses they're very sensual people but um the fact that it's come with the sun means that you need more hope and optimism on the journey. It's, do you know, it's so weird saying that because like, even though I'm a spiritual babe, an optimistic babe, like when I'm in my lows, you can't fucking tell me shit. Cause it's like, yeah. I put, you see me do positive shit. You see me fucking do positive shit and it's not fucking working. Like that is literally me on a bad day. And like, the sun encourages you to adopt a new truth and a youthful attitude because the change comes in the goals. Your change comes in your daily routines, you know? Um, Mizzen, what do you have to say about these cards? Yeah, I think that actually, I kind of want to go with my direct message. Oh, amazing. You want to go um, with direct message, right? Okay. Yeah. I think that I want to say that I think this sort of further reflects like um, you can go into some situations and people love doing this. They love gaslighting themselves. They love like I don't know, like pulling the wool over their own eyes or just pretending that they don't see something just to sort of cover up something else that they're feeling. And it's like, are you friends with this person because you need to feel validated? Or are you friends with this person because you like spending time with them? Or are you 
are you like are you doing this degree in law because you want it to make you feel validated or are you doing it because you actually really enjoy the subject and you know some if you know that you're going in because you want to feel validated that's fine just know that's what you're going in for exactly like know that you're doing that because you want to prove someone wrong or but like know that's what you're there for like don't kid yourself that like you may hate the subject but like at least know if you hate the subjects while you're there. No, for sure. Because like, like when you do things with intent, you're directing your energy elsewhere and mm. you're doing, you're directing your energy where it wants to go. And if you're not directing your energy, it's, it's, your energy is still there regardless if you direct it. And I remember listening to Leona Nicole Black. She said, if um, your energy is not directionally put to use, then it's being commodified. It's yeah. being taken and restructured and put somewhere else. And when you understand that energy, everybody's made up with energy whether it's good vibes bad vibes a mixture of both it's quite funny because while you were talking the queen of wands popped up and this is literally my card it correlates to my birthday and this card also came up on tatiana taro's instagram and i reshared it today and it just makes me laugh because I love this card because it reminds me to use my strengths and my weaknesses and go for it with yeah. any queen that's in tarot you've got um well this is the Queen of Wands. They're a fiery person. However, because they're a queen, they also have nurturing, passive water energy. Water and fire, you know they ain't great together. Yeah. But do you know what that means as the Queen of Wands? As my airy sun and my um, Pisces sun inside real for your astrology babes. That means I'm resourceful as fuck. It means that I'm able to pull from different places of myself and provide information with what I've got. And it yeah. means that I'm not going to be wishy-washy about how it's going to be receptive how it's going to be received because i know my fucking worth are these people not sitting why do you want to sit on a horse when you could be sitting on thrones why do you want to be lying down when you could literally be sitting on thrones and this is what confirms the message I'm a magnet attracting love in its purest form. Love is always available to us. It is sometimes available in a form that we are not accustomed to seeing it. Trust that you are love and therefore you attract love. Look for love's presence everywhere you go. Hmm. Isn't that what spirit wants to remind us before we leave volume one or wherever we go in our lives i want this to be so drilled on our heads that we found it in manchester i can find it anywhere yeah. whether if it's like a friendship or a job opportunity i found that confidence i found myself getting out of the bed, of the, um, bed in the morning so i went forwards you know and i think like it's just really really empowering because I've been I've been going through it. I've yeah. been going through it, but sitting here, it feels like nothing's happened because I'm able to use the information and directly talk about it to you, who's a friend that will understand where it's coming from. But then also, people might even resonate with it on telly, not telly, yeah. YouTube, <laughs> well, YouTube telly, <laughs> YouTube telly. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Good. That is honestly like come all tenfold you started your direct message so i'm gonna go into direct message as well and well for the last time this is our take-home messages for the volume one guys um stay true to yourself follow your own metric um and don't try and hide things from yourself yeah because the thing is you're only slowing the journey that you're going to be on anyway <laughs> yeah i mean i was gonna the example i was gonna bring up was like um Boris sitting in number 10 
writing his book about Shakespeare whilst like the Cobra, co- like initial COVID meetings were going on. <laughs> and they were like, and then he was just like, I, I can just ignore this and it will go away. Or, you know, I can just pretend this isn't happening. And then all he did was not only did he delay the journey he was going on, he also <laughs> made it worse for him and 65 million other people. Mm-hmm. But then it also shows you his like lack of. Um like people think like okay so let's say you give me okay so i have a problem now and i avoid it or ignore it the problem doesn't change shape (laughs) normally it gets bigger (laughs) i mean realistically if i avoid (laughs) if it's a virus growing exponentially (laughs) exactly exactly that and like obviously we're using the example of boris but in more maybe relatable examples as well like when you avoid something it does normally like i've never avoided something and it's still saying the same like this could even be a uncomfortable conversation with a friend something might have pissed me off let's say in february but then because i didn't bring it up and i let's say i didn't bring it up till like september now it's a whole thing yeah i mean every time someone you avoid something it gets bigger so maybe just be honest with yourself because even if you like even if you have avoidant tendencies maybe you can talk to them in it's therapy. like a mold in the bathroom you see the mold in your bathroom you're like, oh that's gross i don't want to deal with that right now and then it the grows. grows did you see the mold in our bathroom i did Do you remember I mean, it can't it can't be any I'm, I'm going to get a cleaner room before I move out of my flat because it's fucking... I no, but I mean, mold. when we first moved in, did you see that mould? Yeah. Yeah, that was honestly, guys, it was terrifying. Like, there was mould in our bathroom and it honestly, like, it looked like it was eating the walls. I mean, it was <laughs> eating the walls, but, like, in a in a more of a, like, a intentional way. <laughs> like, it didn't look like... It yeah, looked like yeah. it was alive. <laughs> I mean, it is alive, technically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. It's an orgasm. Orgasm? <laughs> no, not orgasm. An organism, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How many that's times? That's probably one of your best <laughs> word substitutions, yeah. It's a Freudian slip. Do you know what pisses me off? How many times mm-hmm. have we done that? How many times have I done... Do you know what we need before? So after this... Sarah's ep- brain just substitutes words. <laughs> All <laughs> the time. Like, it's, literally, it's literally like you have autocorrects built in. Oh, my God, yeah. But... Like, like, okay. I mean, you, you just try and say fucking instead you say ducking <laughs> no but it's true like how many times have i actually said something else but back to the direct message before we get distracted um what's your direct message i mean well, yeah excited. just don't pull your wall over your eyes like yes just do think just at least like just try and not obscure information from yourself mm-hmm just try and just try and be honest like you've just got to be honest with yourself like just don't don't try and pretend something's working or make something work because you feel like you have to Mm -hmm. just you've just got to be the primary thing is you've got to be honest with yourself and also you know obviously when it comes to uni um just don't make your decisions at uni based on validation make your decisions based on what you feel is best for you because Mm -hmm. ultimately if you're going to find and like if you're actually going to find success and you know valid validation then and for some people you know validation is for them success that's all they care about Mm -hmm. so but like you know i mean a lot of the time people um think that what they want is validation but what they actually want is happiness yep and stability so i think you know just focus on focus on yourself and if you focus on finding what makes you happy 
you may not even need the validation in the end. Tell them, said like a true poet. Thank you so much, Josh. That was a beautiful direct message. I don't think I have any more to add. I'm really, really pleased with what we've done over this series, this volume. I'm really impressed with how we've pushed ourselves and like, yeah, just thank you. I know you like, I've chilled with you a lot, but also thanks for, thanks Joe. Like, Without good, good yeah. media, um, this wouldn't have been as a success as it has been. So, like, I'm really, really, really appreciative of everything that you guys have helped me with. Um, mate, this has been sick. Like, I don't even know what yeah. to say. Like, volume one. Well, now it's time to get you familiar with editing software. Yeah, man. It's going to be it's gonna <laughs> That be is fun. the one time of me doing a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I'm, I'm excited and I'm... Well, I'm just excited for the future and I know yeah. that we've got good things coming um, for us. Hopefully, we'll be able to do more projects together in the future. Definitely. And I'm, yeah, I'm excited for what the future holds. It's amazing. Well, I guess we have to give ourselves... We have to exit out. It's kind of sad. I'm getting a bit emotional. Can you exit first? <laughs> um, thanks for watching DM Talks. This isn't going to be the last episode of DM Talks. It's not going to be the last episode of DM Talks, but this is going to be the last episode for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, thanks for watching. It'll probably be released <laughs> in like a couple months anyway. Yeah, that's true. So and I know by then you'll already be doing so you'll already be working on the next one. Oh honey, I've already I've already emailed my next guest. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm I'm like well, I'm the king of wands, isn't it? Like I'm a very fiery person. I need yeah, to put my can't, you can't I know that I I don't there's it's like, you know, I I <laughs> I don't see, see how this is the last episode of DM Talks for it's, a while. I think it's going to be the last. It's the last episode for Volume One, but I've got plans. I've got things for Volume Two, and I've got even got like things pre, like in between those things. So you know, you never know what happens. But I'm really excited, and I'm really happy with how successful and how good um, things have been in Volume One. Like mm. we literally started a year ago. Yeah, over a year ago. Yeah, over a year ago. But I mean, we started a year ago. And look, were we recording outside a year ago? No. No. Exactly. So we're bad bitches. Tell them. Um, thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Sarah DM. A.K.A. DM Sarah. A.K.A. Bad Bitch. A.K.A. Infectious Energy Warning. Um, you have any nicknames for me that you call me behind my back? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, uh, yeah, it's kind of peak having the name Sarah because Sarah. Like, yeah, Sarah is just Sarah in it. But look at me, I'm digressing now. Well, I was about to say you can catch us next week, but you can't because I won't be there. <laughs> but I've enjoyed it. Please interact with us. You know, we're still on DM Talks. Um, catch us next volume. Yeah, catch us the next volume. Send it to your friends and tell it to your partners and send it to everybody because, you know, I'm sure they're going to be loving this episode too. But yeah, thank you for listening. And I shall catch you on the flip side. Bye now. Bye.